Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome or welcome back to my podcast. My name is Max. I'm the host of this podcast, and it's called It's All Good because, you know what? It is all good. Um, we have a really, really exciting episode. Um, on this podcast, I like to talk about uh, creative things, and I like to bring on my other creative friends that do cool things. Uh, so on this episode, I have one of my uh, musician friends on this podcast for this episode, uh, so it's a really, really exciting episode. We talked a bit about her process and talked about just everything with her music and just kind of broke it all down. Um, it was a, it was a fun, fun episode. Uh, so excited for you guys to hear it. I don't want to keep this intro too long. So, uh, yeah, guys, let's freaking let's dive right in and see what she's up to. All right. Well, Hey, thanks for coming on my podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, okay, is this your first time on a podcast? Have you done a podcast before? I have done a couple um, audio podcasts, but I've never done a visual one, too. Actually, first? that might be a lie. I don't know. I think it's the first. <laughs> I think. No, it's oh, not. It's not. It's not. All right, cool. But so... I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone else has been a podcast newbie, so you're, you're warmed up to it, and you're all, you're all ready. <laughs> what can i say let's go um all right well to kind of warm everybody up uh i met austin okay i don't know if i know the exact time but we met at a so far like pro it was like before quarantine it was like one of the last so fars that i did and yeah, like uh, february 2020 i think something yeah like that. yeah uh it was back then and stephanie uh was the one that like put me onto your music she was like i'm so excited to have her on her music is so good. Like, you have to listen to her. And the second she said that I was, like, on Spotify already listening to her music, and it was so good. I was just so excited about that. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. I suggest that everyone listens to her music. But we'll uh, we'll get into that in this podcast. We'll, we have a lot of stuff to cover. Um, I have a lot of, a lot of questions I want to go over, uh, kind of like your music creation process. Um, I want to have you kind of talk about... Uh, TikTok a little bit with that whole sure. journey. Um, and the main thing that I want to talk about is the new EP. It's kind of the big point in this podcast. Uh, it just got released. And once again, it is so good. Um, so we'll talk about it. And then uh, at the end, I like to do like a little advice segment for, you know, have you say something? What would, you know, my question here is going to be, um, what would you tell an upcoming artist? Uh, so you don't need to answer that now. I'll let you think about that and give me an answer at the end. Um, but yeah, let's uh, first off. Wow. Let's have you introduce yourself. Uh, sure. Tell them who you are. Where are you from? Where do you live? Uh, you know, my address, my social tell security your... <laughs> number. <laughs> yeah. Tell yeah. them that that's what we do on this podcast. We, we make sure all our guests give out their social security number. And their blood type. It's just like the standards, the basics. Um, yeah, totally. Well, I originally hail from the land of Park City, Utah. So that is where um, <clears throat> my parents moved when I was like six months old. I have <clears throat> so much stuff in my throat right now, and it's great. Um, so, yeah, I grew up in Park City, Utah, um, doing like singing lessons since I was little, always like really annoying the center of attention like anytime my parents um 
were trying to film like my brother do something cool, I would run in and be like, look at me dancing and singing. So like they always knew I was going to end up doing something in music. And then when it came time to pick a college, um, I it made sense for me to go to school in Chicago because that's where my parents were from. And um, I chose Columbia College Chicago. And Same. I was there. Yes. As we... <laughs> as we as we whatever i don't know what I'm it's saying, a cult it's a dang cult it's it was cool i love um i love chicago i have lots of thoughts but um went there then i moved to la i um ramble a lot and that was so much information but that's me in a nutshell so there you go oh that's awesome that's awesome uh so i guess an, a big question is for a lot of people right because it's like it's a big leap, right? You get out of college and then you have to make your decision. Um, what was that? What was that like for you going out of like college? Uh, it, it sounds like you grew up doing music from what you're telling me. Uh, so it seems like music was kind of like your is your thing, if you will. Um, yes. What was that like transitioning out of college going like you went you kind of went all into music, right? Or was there something before that that I don't know about? Um. Yeah, no, I, I started working at, um, you know, Mastro's Steakhouse. I don't know if I know that place, but it sounds cool. <laughs> it's in River North, um, in Chicago, and they have them like in major cities all over the world. Um, but it's really cool because they have this very intense like um, performance section in the restaurant. So when people are hanging out and eating, like I would go and sing in like the cocktail area. So all throughout school, um, or at least like my junior, senior year, I was um, also working there part time, singing all the time. So when I graduated from college, I kept that job and I was working at a studio um, and they all started moving out to L.A. So it kind of just like made sense that I finished out my summer in Chicago, kept doing my singing gig, um, writing by myself, and then I sort of followed everyone out here because I was like, well, my, my entire, like, music family is going, so um, let me go, too. And the second I got to L.A., it was kind of, like, full force, no job, sleeping on a blow-up mattress. Let's <sighs> let's full send, so. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Pretty that, crazy. Yeah, that's actually incredible. That's, like, that that's, like, really difficult to do, and I, I know that is, like, especially being in L.A., um it was interesting it wasn't what I expected um because I always think everything through like so much before I make decisions and that was kind of one where it was like well let's go (laughs) (laughs) packed up the car and I drove out here so that's sick I remember uh when you did this so far you brought up a story about when you moved to LA and how you felt about it uh, when you first got there. So for the people on my podcast haven't heard the story, would you mind telling them how you felt when <laughs> sure. you first got there and what that kind of felt like? Yeah. Well, so the reason I uh, told that story at the so far is because I was playing my song called Shrug. Um, mm-hmm. And that song was written based off of just like my first time um, really like going out in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um of course, now that I've been here for a while, I've found like the neighborhoods that I like to spend time in, and um, I've really like settled into into living here. But right when I got here, a group of my friends all went out to this bar in West Hollywood, which is uh, 
it has a lot of like really bougie spots and they picked like the bougiest place we could have gone to and I just came from a session so I was wearing like jeans with holes in them and my sneakers that were like super dirty and just like a t-shirt or whatever and I walked into the bar and there were all these girls wearing like Gucci bags and YSL and Louis Vuitton whatever and they all just kind of like up and downed me and I felt so uncomfortable um yikes and I was really scared that that was going to be my experience because I feel like you hear a lot of stories about like everyone's so pompous and people care about appearance and not about whatever and they want to rise to the top. And um, I was like absolutely terrified of trying to fit into that environment. But then I moved here and I realized like it's really just like anywhere else. You just have to find your people and find what you enjoy and you don't have to like socialize with people that you don't fit in with. So, um, yeah, that song... I think it's still funny, but um, yeah, I wrote it a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was, holy cow. I mean, that's crazy. I definitely, I can relate to that experience of moving to a new place. Yeah. Uh, and just, it's, I'm sure it was like a whole different experience for you too, just kind of like you said, diving in head first. Um, but I guess with that being said, like, uh, that's obviously an older song. Uh, and I kind of, I wanted you to talk about your EP a little bit on here, but before we curse her into that, um, tell everyone like who is in your band and how your music gets produced and, uh, stuff like that. Kind of cover those grounds first. Stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I could like go on and on for hours. How much do you want to know about <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I guess tell us who is, who's in your band, uh, sure. who plays what, and then tell us, uh, who your producer is and uh yeah just kind of how everything comes together before we dive into the ep yeah um well so that goes back to when i was in chicago um i was still in school i started working with this studio um who i mentioned they all ended up moving out to la and i came out here with with a bunch of them but um i spent a lot of my uh college career going straight from class to the studio and on the weekends I'd go up there and we would just spend time like writing for other artists and um, I was demoing a lot of records that we were pitching and I had never done that before and really learning um, how to write pop songs and as I was doing that um, this producer named Dino Zesis who was working at the studio also um, was he, we started working together and he produced my first EP that ever came out and like um, I don't even know when that came out, 2018, 2019, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and at the same time, um, I kind of started working with this, these two guys, David and Trevor, who I'd mm -hmm. never met before. I was introduced to them um, and they were pulled in. I was like, they, it's so funny because they have their own band that sounds like um, the Red Walls and uh, the Beatles and very like... <laughs> old school stuff yeah. so when they were asked like do you want to play in a pop band they were like what <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> um, but we like got together and we clicked so well um trevor plays drums for me and david does guitar and bass and we started practicing and playing a couple shows and then it came time to do like little tours and they just very much became like my big brothers mm -hmm. and so we we still do everything together as much as we can. It's just kind of hard because they still live in Chicago and I'm out in LA, but um, we're doing a tour with Jordy, this artist that I absolutely love in the fall, and they're going to be coming on the road with me. So 
that's that part. Mm-hmm. And then um, to literally just keep rambling. Yeah, go obviously. for it. That's what we're here for. <laughs> My EP is aptly named. Um, is it aptly or amply? Amply. It's a good question. Let's amply say aptly named. Amply, let's say aptly. <laughs> amply named. My EP is appropriately titled. <laughs> 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 um, I don't even know what I was saying anymore. Yeah, so I, I now work with a lot of different producers. When I was in Chicago, um, it was mainly Dino that I was working with, and then I started mm-hmm. working with this producer named Drew, who I then fell in love with, and now we are dating and also um, working together. And he does a lot of my stuff. He actually produced my entire EP that we'll talk about, and I work with a lot of, a lot of different people out here now. Um, so yeah, that, that's so cool. Drew is such a good dude. I've like I kind of like my freshman year or maybe sophomore year. He was like one of the first few people that I met uh, yeah. back when he was doing Friday Pilots Club. Because my roommate was in that band. No uh, way! I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's hilarious. Yeah, so Drew was like always just casually like in our like in our dorm or like casually with like people that I was with. So I've like known him for a long time. So when I saw him at the so far, it was like, "Hey, good to see you again, buddy!" Like <laughs> that's so funny. I knew you guys knew each other, but I didn't know how. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's, it's crazy. Small world. Right, right. I saw what was going on with Friday Pilots Club, and I was, like, stoked on them back then. Yeah. And uh, obviously saw Drew's musicianship back then as, like, I just knew he was going to be good uh, from the start. So when I found out that he was, like, producing your music, I thought that was the coolest thing ever because I, like, I had I didn't know that he did, like, producing as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he was, like, killing it. But, uh, yeah, that's it's really cool. How does that how does that go? Uh, is it just so it's it's you two mainly working on it? Cause I know you guys did a lot of stuff during quarantine and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So, I mean, when I, when I moved out to LA, I started working with a lot of um, different producers and songwriters and doing writing sessions every day. And then um, right when I got my apartment, which was at the top of um, 2020, like February mm-hmm. or something like that, um, quarantine hit. And I had gone to Chicago um, for, it was supposed to be a week just to visit Drew and see him cause he was still living there. And then they announced the lockdown. Um, so I was like, I guess I'm shacking up with you for a couple of months. Um, and yeah, we we kind of just like started going to his studio every single day. And I had some songs already written and we wrote some more songs. And before we knew it, we had like produced the entire project. Um, and yeah, so we we ended up bringing in um, this producer that I love working with named Nige. Mm-hmm. Um, to help us crack some of the songs that we had just like spent so much time on, and we were like, "I can't do anything else to this." But um, for the most part, it was, yeah, just me and him, like locked in a room making music. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. That's really cool. Um, wow. Yeah, it's obviously come a very long way. Um, so I guess with that, with that in mind, um. Oh boy, I don't know which way. I don't know what's more appropriate to talk about. Should we talk about the TikTok stuff first, then go into the EP, or should we you know, talk about the EP now, then TikTok? <laughs> I mean, it's up I to think, you. I'd like... say, you know what? Let's let's talk about let's talk about the TikTok thing first, sure. and then we'll go into the EP stuff because um, I know that's been a big thing with your music as well. Um, TikTok has, yeah. It's um, 
It's a crazy, scary world. <laughs> that TikTok app. <laughs> I have so many feelings. <laughs> I show people your TikToks like all the time. Like people like, what do I make? What do I do? I'm like, I, I'm not joking you. I link them to your TikTok page. I'm like, look what That's she did. Hilarious. <laughs> That's so funny because I always spend my time stalking other artists' TikToks thinking like, I wish I could do this or like tr just trying to get inspiration because sometimes it gets so dry and I'm like, I don't, I just don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I like, I appreciate that. I'm glad that you find some excitement there. Yeah. You, you have this, uh, let's, well, let's talk about that a little bit because, uh, I think TikTok is, it's a hard thing for everybody, but it's also, once you figure it out, you kind of get the hang of it and you get rolling on it. Um, which seems to be your case here. You've kind of like figured out what you want to do on it and what people are enjoying. Um, so with that in I mind, know. yeah, I mean, it seems <laughs> like it at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, so the one thing I'm mainly referring to here um, is just the style of the videos that you make. Um, and there was that one video that you made uh, with the song that's on the EP, uh, Lie About You, yes. that I saw go abs i saw that tiktok go absolutely bonkers and i heard you you talked about it when you came to chicago um but i guess let's give a little refresh again to people that don't know the story of how that went um talk about yeah. when you made that tiktok and what happened and just how that whole thing went yeah um well so first of all i think it's it's so easy to like look at somebody's social media and assume like oh that person's probably like doing so well or it seems so easy and like I I do that all the time um mm -hmm. and it's crazy working with so many artists in LA that I really look up to because a lot of times we'll talk about that and I'll be like oh my god you're like killing it on TikTok and they're like really like oh my god <laughs> I feel like my videos are terrible and they're not getting engagement and I'm like you have like 300,000 followers what the <laughs> hell um but then to hear you say that about my page too, it's like, um, I, I feel like I'm always struggling uh, to make more content. And sometimes I'll post the most random thing and mm -hmm. it'll get like 300,000 views and people will love it and interact with it. And then other times I'll be like, oh my God, I love this video. It's so good. And I'll post it and it gets like 25 likes. It's so, so weird. Like, it's so weird how that happens. What the hell? I know. It's like a really strange disconnect. And then at the same time, I have friends that are like doing the exact same thing that I'm doing. Like they're sitting in their room and they're singing songs that are really, really good. And they'll post it and it gets nothing. So I have this. Obviously, like not every video and not every person can go crazy viral. Like right. otherwise the app wouldn't work. Right. Um I just am so confused sometimes of like, what do you want? <laughs> like, what, what am I doing wrong? Because <laughs> it's, it's hard. But anyways, so yeah, with that being said, um, I spent a long time like refusing to even download TikTok. <laughs> and then when I downloaded so. it. Yeah, because I was like, I don't want to do this. It's not going to be around for very long, which is hilarious, I think. Most people in our generation were kind of thinking that. It was like Vine, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I downloaded it, and I started, like, watching all the funny videos, and I started thinking, like, oh, this is fun. And then um, 
yeah like never really posting any singing stuff because every time i did it like would not take off and i'd spend like hours and hours and hours making videos and I'd so stressful would happen yeah it's just like okay what's the point like why am i doing this right so um rewind a little bit um in la i had written this song with these two guys um i went into the session i had like never met them before and we wrote this song called lie about you that was like extremely vulnerable and i was basically like just detailing this terrible situation i had gone through and i wrote the song and i was like i hate this um (laughs) i don't want anyone to hear this i played it for some of my friends and they loved it and i was like no i hate it i don't want it out i don't want i don't want anything to do with it so i like i get it away in my notes yeah it was like so personal you know it Mm -hmm. was scary um and i just kind of like never came back to it and then i don't understand why i did this but i was in utah visiting my parents over like the holidays and we were drinking wine and i had filmed this little demo of it because i was bored Mm -hmm. and i put it on tiktok thinking the same thing was going to happen where i'd get like 300 views whatever and <laughs> I like slept in the next morning because I was hung over because I had been drinking so much and Drew like wakes me up and he's like dude you need to get up like your video has like 300,000 views and it's like going up every fucking hour and you're just asleep <laughs> and I was like okay <laughs> um, yeah I like looked on TikTok and I had my first ever like pretty viral video and um wow yeah. And I gained like 20,000 followers from one video. Wow. That's what I'm saying. It's like so crazy. The <laughs> the quickness of things and like the fact that literally anything could do anything at any moment. It's like, I don't get it. I don't right. understand it. It makes no <laughs> sense to me. I have one video that hit like 1 million views and it was oh like before that I was same problem. Like had at least like 200, 300, like, all right, whatever, an algorithm stopped, nothing. And it just hit a million. I was like, okay, I guess this is what people like now. What's the video? It's a video of me just being like, uh, I was like, check this out. I bought the cheapest board at Walmart. Look what happened. And it was me, it was a, the next clip was me filming my computer screen of me jumping on the board and it not breaking. Cause I jumped on it really hard, but it didn't break. And I made that video not even thinking. Like my, it was the most senseless video. I was like, ah, ha, 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 kind of goofy. Dude, yes. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what I think that's what the internet likes. I I made this video like before "Lie About You" ever happened. Um, mm. Like I said, I was filming a lot of music videos and they weren't doing anything. And there was one night where I was on Twitter and I saw Cheez-Its tweet this like <laughs> fun backgrounds you can use to spice up your life, and I was like, that's stupid. So. <laughs> I made a green screen video of me like making fun of the Cheez-Its backgrounds and that actually was my first viral video that got like 500,000 views. Oh my god. It was the same thing. I was like this is stupid like whatever and put it up and it went viral. So I I don't know. <laughs> you know for people listening whatever you think is senseless post it. Yeah That's like if lesson. you think like no one's gonna like this this is dumb it probably means you should post it. <laughs> literally <laughs> i hate that that's true we can work so hard for something for it to not get views oh I mean, geez <laughs> yeah i feel like that kind of is how it always goes because even with this song lie about you like i was saying like i wrote it and i was like i hate this no one's gonna like this and then mm-hmm. 
I put it out and it's the song that people connect to the most. So. I'm going to tell you right now that that song has made me feel so much better about my situation. I had the same situation. Just hearing the lyrics went through the same exact thing. And so hearing that song, just every time I hear it, it makes me feel better and better. I'm like, all right, I feel a little bit more relieved. Like it, wow. it's a great, great song and it's very relatable. And I, a lot of people go through it and it's such a sad situation. Dude, that makes me like sad for you that like I I don't I don't want to like be happy that you said that because right. obviously like I don't want anyone to go through anything painful but like mm-hmm. knowing that um it's touched people and helped them through situations that are similar it's just like there's I can't explain how that feels. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's uh thank you for being vulnerable and putting yourself out yeah. there and making <laughs> good god cannot imagine like the weight that you took on to do that that's a that takes more than a lot i'll say that (laughs) it is a lot but it's like you know that's that's the industry that um i want to go into and i have discovered that like the more i openly talk about the embarrassing parts of myself the more people seem to (laughs) relate to me so i guess we're all a little bit crazy (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah that that's the that's the lesson um yeah so okay that's the that's the tiktok part of this um so let's let's go into the ep let's talk about that because it's been a long time coming uh and i'm excited for you to talk about it a little bit um there's a lot 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 with it um i guess the first question so i wrote i wrote down a couple questions here that i wanted to ask you with it um let's have you just kind of give like a brief like i guess synopsis of what it is and like what the EP means to you tell us like the obviously the name of it and just kind of yeah what it came how it came about yeah um well the EP is called am I talking too much which as we have decided is either aptly or amply named (laughs) not sure which one (laughs) um but yeah so essentially um I started writing for this project like literally two and a half years ago um Mm -hmm without really knowing it. So I was in New York with my friend Lisa, who was an incredible producer and writer. And we wrote this track. Um, Am I talking too much? The title track of the EP. And it was essentially based off of the idea that um, I I had been seeing this guy at the time who I really liked. And I felt comfortable enough to like open up and talk about things and blah, 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 and rant and blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. And one (laughs) night, we were like laying there and I was talking and he looks me in the eyes and he's like, wow, you talk a lot, don't you? (laughs) And I was like, oh, (laughs) okay. Oh. (laughs) And I started writing this song of like realizing that, um, that's kind of who I am as a person. Like in my, in my relationships, I don't really like to keep things, on the surface like I I only really connect people connect with people that I can have like deep meaningful conversations with and feel comfortable around um so I started writing that song with the idea that like yeah I guess I I do have a crazy brain and I look at things different and blah 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 but like the people in my life that accept me for that and love me for that and embrace that are the people that I want to keep around anyways right um and as I started writing new songs and just like writing all the time I kind of was picking the ones that I felt fit this this narrative of like um past people in my life that used to mean so much to me but I had to let go of and looking at the world in 
in the perspective of like my um early 20s like attitude you know um and that's kind of how the whole thing came together and i it went through so many stages i i was I worked with a lot of people and then I stopped talking to a lot of people and we went through a pandemic and I thought it was going to be an album and then it became like a four song EP and then it was an eight. So it's just like, I got to a point where I thought that this project was not going to be possible. Um, Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I think we all went through so much and there's like, you know, so many like inner workings that went on behind the scenes that just really made me believe, like, I don't know if, if this project is meant to be a thing. And then, um, you know, when quarantine happened and me and Drew were able to sit down and really like figure out exactly what we wanted to say and how we wanted to present it. um, That's when I knew like, okay, let's just like package it up and send it off finally. And now it is out. Wow, that's (laughs) crazy. Oh my goodness. Well, that's really cool that you obviously had the patience and time and effort and oh my god I cannot imagine how much work you even put into that like it's it's so crazy because I really don't think that um I don't know if a lot of people know everything that goes into no making an EP I certainly didn't um when I was like in college even uh before I made my first project I had no clue like the amount of time and money and effort and just like pure like motivation goes into (laughs) making a project so it's a lot yeah but it's worth it yeah what is your favorite part of like that whole process like what is that thing that you're you know you wake up and you're like oh I cannot wait to do this this is the thing that I want to do like what is that thing I think the most rewarding part is um finding something that I desperately like need to talk about Mm -hmm. and figuring out how to explain it Mm mm-hmm and then hearing like it go from just maybe like guitar chords and an idea to like this final thing that you can play in the car and like cry to um that whole process is my absolute favorite and then everything that comes after it is kind of like okay here we go yeah <laughs> be a process. yeah but that's like the easiest part for me that's and i can tell it definitely comes through in your music too that's like one thing that i seriously like love about your music too is like Obviously, I love it all, but, like, I can tell with your writing, like, that it's so well written. Like, all of your songs, they're just, the way you articulate your words with it, the way, I, I, that's the one thing I'll never understand is, like, how, how you go about, like, taking, like, a, like, a feeling and taking all these things and just putting it into, like, a form of a song. (laughs) I don't, I don't get that, but I, you know, tip my hat to you for having the ability to do that because thank you I mean I could say the same thing for you though it's like I think in any industry like there's people that just get it and like it clicks for them because that's like what they're supposed to do and everyone right. else is like I don't understand anything <laughs> about this. like I used to try and be into photography and filmmaking and uh-huh. I just like everything that I filmed looked like a high schooler was filming it. You know, like, <laughs> no way to describe it. I can't do it. So um, yeah, yeah. But thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, which song on the EP? So, which yeah, which song on the EP was your favorite one to write? I'll my personal favorite right now on the EP. Tell it's me. between. 
It's between Lie About You and Hypocrite. I'm like Yay. so stoked on right now. I listen to those songs and then let alone like the whole EP like literally every day. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I yeah. Which one was your which out of any of the songs your favorite to write? Mm, um, it's hard because they were all like really fun in their own ways. Um, right. I think for me, like my favorite memory of songwriting from this particular project was um, Last Time Part 2 because that was the night that so Drew and I who produced the EP um, Mm -hmm. we had like worked together a couple times um, and never really like made anything cool and didn't really like vibe that well Um, but for some reason I like hit him up and was like hey I have this like idea I want to make like an interlude can I come to your studio And we made the song in, like, I don't know, an hour or something. And it was just, like, so quick and, like, such a flow state. And it was this process where, like, we were both kind of hung up on two people in our lives um, that were, like, toxic and not good for us. And we had a conversation about, like, needing to let them go when we wrote the song. And then that night we met up for drinks. And that was the first night that we ever, like, went out together. Oh, wow. um, Seeing each other. So that memory to me is just like really, really special. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah, that that mean that definitely would mean a lot to you for sure. Um, But I was going to say hypocrite was also (laughs) really fun to write. I wrote that with this guy in L.A. named um, Mr. Popular or Ethan is his name. And (laughs) we were just like shit talking for hours and that whole song just like flowed out and it was so fun and like really funny recording that song so i don't know i have stories for every single song though like yeah the whole thing was fun that's okay so that was one thing that i wrote down here in my notes is uh i wanted you to kind of do like a little song breakdown for one of the songs uh and take us through like the process of one of them so first off uh which song would you want to kind of bring us through uh, that's on the EP. Which one do you want to talk about? Why don't Why don't you choose? Because I literally could talk about All right, any of them. Let's Let's talk about hypocrite. Cool. Um. Yeah. Let's just do like a little like song breakdown with it. Um. Go over kind of the lyrics with it. The how you know the the whole music process of between writing it. Uh. Between. I mean, you kind of just briefly told us the story with that. Um. With you know how how it was instrument instrumentally is that a word? Wow. Uh, how it was put together. Uh, let's pretend I didn't say that. Instrumentally. <laughs> Instrumentally. Uh, yeah, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, totally. Kind of go through that. Sure. Um, well, I think this one was so funny because um, I think writing with like new people that you've never met before is always an interesting process because you basically like go to a session or you have. I have an address in my calendar that's like go here you're writing with a person named this. And it's like, okay. So I showed up at this studio. I had no idea how to get in. I didn't have a phone number in my phone. So I'm like walking around like, hello, outside of this gate. And this guy looks at me and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm looking for like someone named Mr. Popular. And he was like, okay, that's me. Like come inside. Um, So it starts off like, it's always kind of strange because 
you don't know the person, but you know that you're supposed to write a song. So you kind of spend the first like hour or so getting to know each other and talking. And we actually, in this session, started writing a completely different song, I remember. And it like was going really poorly. And I felt like, oh my God, this guy's going to think I'm so bad. Like I can't, I can't get anything. So I was like, hey, do you care if we step back for a second and maybe brainstorm something else? So yeah, it was like, I was really nervous. I was like, this guy's going to think I suck. But then we started talking about um, some of our past relationships and the way that we had been um, maybe not treated super well by people in our lives and didn't see it until it was over. And we started talking about gaslighting and what that looks like and very hypocritical people and some of our exes and um, quickly just like started writing this very sing-songy like nursery rhyme um, (laughs) thing. And it just, it came super quickly. He was amazing and um, came up with the instrumentation super quick. And I think we referenced some like older Alessia Cara stuff at the time Mm -hmm. because she has that like kind of, um, I don't want to say orchestral vibe, but there's some like horns and some strings that are very plucky and stuff. And we were throwing all that in there and we got to the hook, which is very bratty. And we both decided to go into the booth and kind of sing in like baby voices. I remember we were standing there (laughs) plugging our noses going like, I don't like it. And we layered (laughs) that in there. And it sounded hilarious because it like worked. Um, And it was just, it was so fun. So we walked away from that session with the full demo. Like we had the whole song written, the bridge, everything. Um, And I sat with that song for so long because it really didn't fit my project. Like the way that it was produced was not as pop. It was kind of more like alt leaning. Mm -hmm. And when we were in quarantine and I was going over everything, I brought the song to Drew and I was like, can you do anything? I don't know what to do. And he was able to bring in the same kind of like musical production elements that were present in other songs on my project and make it fit more. And I fell so absolutely in love with it. And yeah, couldn't leave it off the project. So, wow, that's that story. <laughs> that's a really cool story. I see. That's why I love like asking these kinds of questions because I feel like I get like you learn stuff that you would have never otherwise known. Like that's that's just that's such a cool story about it. Um, yeah, and it's I, I relatable. Love that song. It's very like relatable, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, we wanted to um, we wanted to make it like lighthearted because I do feel like a lot of the songs on my project are very serious, right? And I wanted something that was playful but still got the message across um, that you know, shitty people should be left in the past. <laughs> exactly, shitty people left in the past. That's a great message. Yes, you guys, you guys got that. <laughs> Drill that into your heads. You don't deserve to be treated shitty. Yes. Um, yeah, that's that's cool. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so I guess also too, with that in mind, um, you just you you're either you're currently on tour and you just played a show over in Chicago, uh, and I wish I could have made it. Uh, but don't worry. About let's it. talk about yeah. Let's talk about like real quickly how that went and how did like how did the audience feel and how was like how the whole show turn out and what was what was the deal with that 
Yeah, we played a bunch of shows recently, actually. Um, the first one was a Lollapalooza after show at mm -hmm. the Metro. So that was opening for Omar Apollo. So uh, cool. Who I, yeah, I've been a huge fan of his for a long time. So when we got that, I was like over the moon. Um, and yeah, I actually played the Metro in school do you remember the like biggest mouth competition that oh yeah 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 yeah. i remember that so that <laughs> like showcase thing is held at the metro so when i was in school i kind of like obviously it was like you know playing to our peers and like i didn't even have songs back then so it was right. kind of a weird like full circle moment being able to play for like a sold out crowd um on that stage after graduating mm -hmm. um i was probably the most nervous i've ever been for any show because yeah mm. it was omar apollo but mm. it went great and then actually um like two days later I, I got tickets to go to lollapalooza because i played an after show so i was like planning to go to the festival and just like see people and my booking agent calls me and he's like dude some people had to drop out because they got covid unfortunately oh. so like they need someone to fill in can you like play lollapalooza tomorrow and i was like what <laughs> Are you kidding? Because Lollapalooza was like, I grew up going to it, you know, like, right. I feel like as Chicago kids, like that's the the big thing. And I, I would go every year and just like die thinking about the day that I get to play Lollapalooza. Yeah. And it, it, it felt super like unconventional and crazy. And I wasn't prepared for it at all. But I was like, yeah, let's do it. I can't pass <laughs> that up. So um, yeah, on Friday, we played the Lakeshore stage at Lollapalooza which was crazy. So cool. Congratulations. That's Thank really cool. Thank you. Um, yeah. And then I just played some shows last weekend on the East Coast. We played um, in West Virginia and in Pennsylvania. And now I'm kind of taking a break for a little bit before I head off for my tour with Jordy in the fall. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And rightfully so. I mean, that's, that's, a, lot of, that's a lot of music. <laughs> yeah. Of and playing. it was like... Um, crazy because this is my first time playing the the ep live you know so it's a whole yeah thing. that's what i was gonna ask you so how like playing it live um is i mean that's probably like pretty pretty epic for you to play in front of like all those people uh what was it like hearing like responses from people and like the crowds like how did the crowd interact with it and what were you know what was what was the audience saying, if you will? <laughs> when I played the two shows in Chicago, the EP wasn't totally out yet. So it was just mm -hmm. like some of the singles. Um, but oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But it was super weird because um, I think at, at the first show that I did opening for Omar, um, that was a pretty new audience. So I didn't see anyone really singing along to anything, mm -hmm. but people were like very engaged and very sweet and like super enthusiastic it was amazing um but the Lollapalooza show I had a bunch of people come out that were singing all the words to every single song including the ones that weren't out oh my god and I was thinking like I posted some of them on TikTok right so that was to me like the only thing that made sense I still don't know like <laughs> how these people knew the words um <laughs> But yeah, people are like singing along, especially with Lie About You. That's such a fun one because you can like hold the mic out on the like lie chant. And yeah. People were singing it back. So yeah, it was really cool. But I'm excited to see um, how 
how we can kind of like settle into the songs and make them a little bit different for the live shows um, in the fall. So, yeah. And you have Jordy. I meant to ask you this earlier in the podcast, but you have Jordy playing with you, um, which Jordy's also phenomenal. I think you two harmonize super well together. Um, it just, it, you guys are so great. And like, you guys make cool little TikTok videos together and everything. Uh, it's, it's all awesome. Um, and with that in mind, like, how did you, how did you guys, uh, meet and how did that, how did you guys like connect? We actually met because I opened for him, um, on like a really short tour. He was playing like Milwaukee, I think, and Detroit mm -hmm. and Chicago. And my booking agent asked if I wanted to hop on that. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like I, I knew Jordy's name cause he was like an up and coming artist in, in LA. And I went and met him. And um, the second that we started talking, we like instantly clicked and um, once I, once we both got back to LA, we started hanging out and writing together and just became like best friends instantly. And now he's somebody that I hang out with like all the time. <laughs> and he's probably like one of my most frequent collaborators and yeah, it's great. It was a crazy experience that we met like that, but, um, very happy and fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be really cool to, uh, have you guys in on the fall. I, I just checked my calendar before we hop in this podcast. I looked at my calendar. I was like, can I go? And I literally can't. I, it's the only day in November that I'm booked, like no. start of the day till end of night. Oh, I'm wow. just like, bro, why? Hey, we'll be back. We'll be yeah. Back. I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys. Nonetheless. I know, I know it'll be a good time. Yeah. It'll um, be fun. Yeah. That should be. And you guys will get to play some of the new songs there too. I know. Yeah. It's, it's going to be crazy. And like playing, I don't know, just the fact that we're starting to play shows live again is insane because we've been so isolated for so long. Mm -hmm. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that'll be, that'll be a fun experience. Um, I'm sure. Okay. That's one other thing I was going to ask you. You kind of talked about it earlier. Um, but you, you kind of were saying like you get nervous, like when you talk in front of like a big, or when you sing in front of a big group of people, um, how does like, I mean, obviously it's a very like nerve wracking thing, right? There's like all those people there. Like how did, how, how does that, how's that feel for you? And how does that like, how do you soak all it in and still get in front of all those people? I mean, I don't usually get nervous. Like, mm -hmm. um, I feel like right before I go on stage, there's always that like excitement and like right. the nerves kind of like come through. But, um, usually like the second that I get out on stage i'm just i'm more like excited than anything yeah um but the the show that i played at the metro the omar show for some reason was like so nerve-wracking and i couldn't exactly put my finger on it but um, uh-huh i don't know yeah performing like if you asked me to go like read a speech in front of an audience i mm -hmm. don't think i could do it <laughs> yeah yeah um, but singing like the songs that i've i've written it just feels like that's what's supposed to happen. So right, you know, it's like right. it's just like the coolest feeling ever. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to, glad to hear that though, because it's uh yeah, it's a it's a very hard. I couldn't get in front of a group of people like that. So uh, kudos yeah, to you. It's it's weird. Like I remember in school too. I never wanted to like give speeches in front of the class. Like I was always <laughs> right. petrified. But then going up and singing is like a whole different thing. Cause I feel like it's like the people want to see it. 
Like they mm. came to see you sing at school or wherever else. It's like nobody wants to hear you give a speech. <laughs> they have to. So maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like I feel like I, I wanted to ask that just because it's a thing that like a lot of people deal with being an artist, I'd imagine. Um, like you said, p performing from a crowd you've never even like seen really before is, uh, like you said, nerve wracking thing. Um, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess the next, the next was one other thing I want to talk about before we get to the end. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that, uh, so you're really good at like promoting your music, uh, putting up music videos. Um, and obviously it's not an easy thing. It's really like hard to stay on top of very like complicated process. Uh, it takes a lot of energy, a lot of like different things and that, um, what's been like super, what's been like super useful for you in doing that? Cause I noticed you're pretty consistent with it from what I see. Um, you have like, it seems like you're uploading stuff weekly. You have this and you have that. And how does that, uh, how does that process go for you? Cause I know that's one thing a lot of artists talk to me about. They're always like, ah, I don't know what to put out. I don't, you know, do I share this? Do I put that? But yeah, what's been like helpful for you? Um, yeah, it's hard, you know, like I struggle a lot with, um, keeping up with social media. Cause sometimes, you know, I don't like the last thing I want to do is be on my phone, but right. kind of like part of the job. Um, luckily I feel very fortunate that I have a, a great team around me um mm -hmm. and i i do like weekly meetings to plan out like what days we're gonna take to do content shoots and um you know we, we plan out you know the video days and who's gonna do it and blah 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 so i think without having like an actual team that can like help facilitate that and put things in my calendar it would be a lot harder mm -hmm. um but yeah i don't know it's it's a really hard part of the industry and sometimes I want to give up and just like throw my phone in a bag and like get you <laughs> forget it, it exists <laughs> yeah forget that it exists but it's not like a luxury that we have because we have to like constantly be reminding people that we exist you know we do it's so sad <laughs> yeah, it's but the thing that is the you know saving grace for me is I think everyone kind of feels that way mm -hmm. so we're all miserable together. <laughs> <laughs> we're in this for this together. Yes, at least there's that. <laughs> what so what was like the turning point for you? Because this is another question that like I hear a lot of artists asking and people always ask me this. Like, what uh at what point did you realize you needed to have like a manager or did that just kind of come naturally and you met someone or uh how did that work? I think um kind of both like I I met somebody and it kind of just like fell into place um at the mm -hmm. time that I was really needing some help um mm -hmm. with expect because you know it's like when you're starting out it's one thing but then you have to like start facilitating sessions and reaching out to people and finding like ways to make money and blah 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 it's just there, there becomes yeah. like so much that it's really impossible to do it all by yourself um, oh yeah yeah so i i was just lucky that you know the team that i'm working with right now is absolutely amazing and um yeah like it's it's definitely not easy but no it's not making it work <laughs> yeah yeah and I, i'm sure you have a lot you guys have a lot more stuff you have to plan there's a lot there's a ton of more stuff that goes into it 
Um, so it's it's cool that you kind of are bringing some pieces together and making the most of what you can make out of it, you know? Totally. Um, yeah, and, and I think it's really hard as an independent artist too because um, a lot of a lot of this industry is money and like budget is. and it's hard sometimes when i want to make like a crazy extravagant music video of my dreams but all <laughs> i have is you know a friend who has a camera and all <laughs> i have a thousand dollar budget and so we're like okay how do we make something really cool out of nothing um, right but that's also really cool in itself because i i in quarantine was able to make visualizers literally in my apartment so um Mm -hmm. yeah like you gotta you gotta work with what you have and yeah make it work yeah and what uh what music video i mean i saw the lie about you music video uh that was so cool that that's it yeah it's your video guy making that yeah yeah he's a he's a great friend of mine um yeah it was that's, fun yeah, it's a really good video uh is there any video that you want to like point people to in this right now or is there something coming out that you want to tell them about or um I would say, like, honestly, all of the singles off of the project have um, videos at this point. Um, and I think they're all cool. I would say check out check out any of them. My personal, um, I don't want to say my favorite because I like all of them, but the one that I think is really rewarding is the How to Feel Human music video with Jordy. Cause oh, yeah. yeah. It took so much. Um, and we did it, so... It's a really cool video. Those like the the visuals of like the it was like the looking into the pictures and yeah. then like it's so cool. I can it's so well thought out. Thank you. We yeah. had a blast making that. It was like so fun. So. Ah, that's awesome. Um, all right. Well, I guess the last. I guess we'll kind of uh, bring it to a close here with the uh, last thing I wanted to bring up is yes. some advice. I mean, I kind of kind of brought up some stuff, but was there? For someone who's just becoming an artist and someone that's trying to get their get their feet wet in the industry, um, what would you? What is one uh, thing of advice you'd tell them or something to help them out? I would say, for the music industry specifically, um, I spent a long time being really scared about putting anything out and like wanting it to be perfect and. Um, writing things and rewriting them. And I, I know so many people who also like are so talented, but still don't have anything out because they want to make it perfect. And I would say if you're starting out and you have something that's done and that you're excited about, just put it out because you can always come back to it and delete it. You can always make things better. Um, but that's just like the way that people start to like find you. Um, and you never know if, if someone's going to find you from something. And I guess now that we have um, TikTok, it's so mm -hmm. easy to get discovered. But um, yeah, just just put things out. Just like make as much content as you can. Put it out. And if you hate it later, you can always take it down. So I like yeah. that. That's a really good advice. Just like got to start somewhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. On, I'm with you on that. Um, cool. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to say or any like uh at the i'll have you drop your socials and where they can find you and all that um but is there any final thoughts you had that you wanted to drop or something coming out you wanted to say honestly i feel like i just rambled for the past hour like, I feel <laughs> like I, everyone's gonna know so much about me at this point um 
yeah, I don't know. The EP's out. It's eight songs. Um, it's on every streaming platform, so if you want to check it out, please do. And um, yeah, my name is Austin, like Boston without the B. Looks like Austin, but it's Austin. <laughs> and all of my social media is Austin Music. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, yeah. On that, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to hop on my podcast. And thank you for having me on your podcast. This yeah, fun. yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was really cool to hear you and talk about you know everything going on, and hopefully people have something to take away from this. And hopefully, hopefully lessons it's not to them learn. Just being like, oh my god, overload. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tried to. The more I do is I like to keep it and cut to the chase of everything and just go right to the point. So, yes. uh, yeah, hopefully everyone enjoyed that. And thanks again for coming on. And, Thank you uh, so much. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to uh, hearing more of your music and keep streaming your music. Yay. Thank you for that. Yeah. All right. No problem. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube or hit that fall button if you're listening on Spotify. Uh, there'll be more episodes like this with more creative people. And hopefully you're enjoying what you're hearing or what you're watching. So either way, uh, talk to you guys soon. All right. Bye.